Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session of the Geek Explained Book Club, where every single Friday, I, alongside my amazing friends, are going through every single issue of every single volume of Brian Michael Bendis, Mark Bagley, Trevor Harrison, Mark Brooks, Stuart Imminent, David LaFuente, Takeshi Miyazawa, Rafa Sandoval, Sarah Pacelli, Chris Somney, Joel Jones, Jamie McKelvey, Scotty Young, Gabriel Hardman, Brian Hitchley, Garbett, Steve Kurth. Eric Nguyen, Carla Pagulian, Salvador LaRocca, Clayton Crane, Luke Ross, Billy Tan, Mitch Breitweiser, Dave Marquez, Pepe LaRoz, David Messina, Nico Leone, Robbie Rodriguez, Simon Kudransky, and introducing Jason Latour's Ultimate Spider-Man. This week we are covering the big time crossover between Spider-Man and Spider-Gwen entitled Spider-Man Spider-Gwen Sitting in a Tree. This is covering issues 16 through 18 of the Spider-Gwen series as well as issues 12 through 15 of our classic Miles Morales Spider-Man series. And I am, of course, joined by the only two men who I would sit with and recount my entire multiverse-hopping adventure over a box of pizza with. First off, he's sitting in a tree. It's Jacob Brown. Yeah, that's right. Sitting in a tree. A-F-U-C-K-I-N-G. And he is K-I-S-S-I-N-G. It's Malcolm Russell Nelson. So what if I'm 16 and she's 18, 19? It's totally fine, right? Mm. That's the fucking relationship we should be into. Mm. <laughs> mm. That's uh so we are covering <laughs> um, I hate this. We are once again, we are in the home stretch. We only have three more sessions after this that uh that are gonna round out the entire Bendis saga of Ultimate Spider-Man and we we discussed this a little bit prior to uh, getting on mic here, but this is a mixed bag so far. <laughs> this uh, Miles Morales and the Six One Six experiment. Um, it's almost like they shouldn't have put him into Six One Six. It's almost like that character had a lot of momentum in the Ultimate Universe, and then once you put him in Six One Six, everything kind of fell to shit. <laughs> it's almost like he was the Ultimate Spider Man, and now he's just yeah. another Spider Man. And now he's just adjectiveless Spider-Man. <laughs> just adjectiveless. Adjectives. He's the adjectiveless Spider-Man. <laughs> interesting that. <laughs> very, very interesting. But I'm uh, sure Stan Lee would have come up with something like that. If it was like, <laughs> amazing, spectacular. It's like, what's left? Uh, oh, it's adjectiveless. 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 We just I... call him Spider-Man. I'd love to see them try and put that on a comic book cover. Adjective <laughs> Spider-Man. Excelsior. Adjective. Excelsior Spider-Man. Uh, happy 100th birthday. Stanley. Happy 100th birthday, That happened sir. over the past week. 100 years. So that Stanley. happened. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Uh, <laughs> but we are, we are covering yet another uh, interesting... Uh, maybe not for everybody, chapter in the Miles Morales saga. And this one is, uh, this one's interesting because I was saying to Malcolm and Jacob before we got on here, it is very blatant that this was supposed to in some way tie in with what was going on when Into the Spider-Verse announced 
or into the Spider-Verse released because you got Spider-Man, you got Spider-Gwen, you've got Penny Parker, you've got Spider-Ham, and you've got uh, Spider-Man Noir. They're all in this story. But but this is... wasn't happening around this time. Yeah, Into the Spider-Verse comes out winter of 2018. Right. This Mm -hmm. book comes out... This story is the beginning of 2017. That's this is like January wild. 2017. That's wild. Yeah. Wow. So like, I mean, they would have been working on this movie, yes. Right, of course. But but yeah, no, this is this is a separate thing. Like this is maybe that movie was just announced like publicly, but that that's yeah. about it. It's it's weird, man. It's real weird. But Yeah. Yeah, so we've we've got some uh, we've got some comics to cover, uh, and just real quick, uh, listener, you probably heard me mention Spider-Man issues twelve through fifteen, and unfortunately, if you're reading just the Spider-Man Spider Gwen sitting in a tree uh, trade, it only has Spider-Man twelve through fourteen, and issue fifteen takes place in the very next volume. But Malcolm wisely had us read issues fifteen. Because it's basically the epilogue for this story. And I don't know why it wasn't included. Uh, it literally makes no sense if yeah. you don't have this volume. It is the weirdest choice to start off a volume with that issue. Yeah, it's it's very odd. It's but super weird. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this. So chapter one of Spider-Man, Spider-Man, a tree. This is Spider-Man issue 12. Uh, it starts off right where you would expect it to with Spider-Man and Spider-Gwen's The Promise of the Premise making out on a rooftop. And then it flashes back, or flashes forward, to Miles, Genki, and Fabio, a.k.a. Gold Balls! Gold balls is ready. <laughs> I got you for five minutes. Uh, so five minutes of playtime with my balls. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Miles is recounting the adventure that he's just been on. And this takes place, as we know, after uh, Civil War II, where he was Fubar. He was fucked up beyond all recognition due to the events of that story and one uh-huh. thing that I don't love is that it just kind of like throws him straight back into his you know his solo stuff without really- hijinks it's yeah. hijinks and you don't necessarily feel the weight of what had just gone on which is a real unfortunate thing, especially because Bendis wrote Civil War too. <laughs> I I will say, in defense of that, the last issue that we read for last week, number eleven, does take place over a good amount of time, so time has passed because it's Jefferson being undercover, working right. undercover for a bit, uh, all to find out that it was all just like a test, whatever. So that does take place over a good amount of time. You could say that's like a month. So at least there is a frame of reference like, okay, a little bit of time has passed. I don't like it either because I feel like there's big emotional ramification stuff that just isn't dealt with on the page, which sucks. It does. Like, super sucks. 
But ultimately, we uh, we pick things up with more or less where we left off last issue, where Jefferson hasn't come home and Rio is getting worried. So Miles goes to look for him and is uh, confronted by a shield helicarrier, which lets out Maria Hill, director of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, the inferior Maria Hill doing the ultimate Nick Fury dude flying thing, which is doing the ultimate X Men walk down from doing the ultimate X Men walk down, ultimate Nick Fury walk, yeah, and it bothers the fuck out of me. I'm like, this pretender, what the fuck's she doing? Like, (laughs) (laughs) top cop, it's top cop Maria Hill, top piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, Maria, she doesn't get the she doesn't get the (laughs) nomination. She reveals to Miles that his dad has been working with S.H.I.E.L.D. for a while and that she sent him to another Earth and they have lost contact with him. So she is going to send Miles after him. And I I, I want to point something out. I, I know they didn't mention it, but I'm guessing this is the same interdimensional technology from Mysterio that they required from him. From Spider-Man, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Because the portal yes. is they, they the like same. very briefly allude to it. Okay. They they very briefly allude to the fact that that's what it is. Because Miles is like, oh, I've seen that before. Like, I even though once that. again, uh, how has he seen that before? Because Spider Man didn't happen. That's weird. We but it did. So, so Miles. Um, jumps... Yeah. <laughs> so Miles jumps into the portal and pops up in this beautifully lit and colored uh cityscape this beautiful new york i i love the aesthetic of earth 65 i always have yeah it's cool yeah it looks like a real uh infamous second sun kind of city sure fucking does doesn't it just Uh, just, just very neon noir and i just neon noir yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's all it is and so miles is making his way through downtown making his way through downtown and um comes upon a crime happening and we are introduced to the earth 65 version of the ringer ringer (laughs) that's kind of fucking cool it's It's so cool that's kind of fucking cool cool. like that that's a pretty cool thing in this book yeah i thought it's so cool we we haven't seen the ringer since the collapse of the multiverse and it's really cool that we get another version of that yeah. character she's a baddie too sure yeah. she, isn't she just she is running downtown uh she yeah. and she's got sick. just the absolute like killed four different animals for that coat yeah and- <laughs> yeah She's got real when you're good to mama, mama's good to you energy. That's <laughs> Queen Latifah. Absolutely Latifa. does. Absolutely does. <laughs> like, and I, I kind of love it. You know yes. what? Have Queen Latifah voice this version of the ringer in yes. a Spider-Man's part. That'd be fucking 1, sick. That'd be, be sick. Dope as fuck. That'd be yeah. based. <laughs> so Miles is able to uh, defeat the ringer, and he is still trying to find his bearings when he is met by the girl from another side of the tracks. It's Spider-Gwen. Oh, nice. That made it worth it. 
I've, yeah. I've, I've been waiting. I've been waiting all week. That made reading this worth it. Can I tell you that right now? Like that <laughs> yeah. honestly made me worth it. That was good. <laughs> that was, that was so good. Uh, so he runs into spider Gwen and it picks up in spider Gwen issue 16. Now for the, for those of you who are not aware of the spider Gwen of it all, uh, Malcolm, can you give us a quick breakdown on who spider Gwen is and what makes her world so different? Spider Gwen. Uh, she's the spider woman of her world. Uh, she got bit by the spider that was meant for Peter Parker quote meant for peter parker in her world uh her and peter were best friends in high school peter turned into the lizard peter dies and peter is then her uncle ben and she swears i will be the best spider person i can be with great power comes great responsibility but she's also wanted for murder yeah and shit Um, just kind of keeps going from there for her like it keeps kind of going down (laughs) from there like this is right after she's lost her powers and she's using like a chemical yeah, thing. No her idea power. what was going on yeah. here with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's she's oh. using power-ups. Uh her yeah. father got uh, arrested. Well, spider tokens. Yeah, yeah. 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 By uh, Frank Castle. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, uh she's uh, working for Matt Murdock, who's the kingpin. Who's the king, yes. the coolest um, thing about Earth 65. Which is the yeah. best thing about Earth 65 Matt is Matt Murdock is fucking kingpin. awesome. Using the hand, I believe that's yeah. All using the hand, yeah, yeah. It's okay. fucking cool. Um, cool. This is right before she gets uh, new powers from a symbiote suit, which oh, she still has. Yeah. I think like her powers come from like a symbiote suit, basically. Like, but her symbiote looks like like a bunch of little spiders that crawl over her and make Ugh. her suit. It's kind of fucked. Don't up. love that. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, so Miles and Yeah, Gwen, Eric, stop reading Spider Gwen at a point. Yeah. <laughs> I I definitely stopped. I definitely stopped at a certain point and just was Yeah, very, that's fair. I, I did too. I, I was totally into this and then at some point I was like, you know what? I this isn't as important as I wanted to keep going. Great miniseries of, idea. Great show. Yeah. Great miniseries idea. Yeah. But there were a lot of comics going on in 2016 and 2017. Yeah. Yeah. And so Miles and Gwen are having a little uh, tete-a-tete, and I had completely forgotten that they had already met before. They met during Spider-Verse. Yes, right. Spider-Verse. Which also, mm-hmm. coincidentally, can't have happened. Um, but we... But it did. But it... So Miles uh-huh. and Gwen are talking... <laughs> uh, they're talking mostly about how Earth-65 doesn't have processed sugar and only has the real thing, which I think kind of slaps that's also kind of fucked up it is a little bit but why are you trying to say earth 65 is better than ours like what the hell (laughs) because objectively it is i don't know okay but it's not i mean i would much rather be living in a neon noir cityscape i don't know about you guys and real sugar in in co and soda yeah i would go with that i i I guess you I guess you can fly to Madripoor as low as ninety nine dollars, so that's, that's kind of awesome. Uh, <laughs> fucking billboard. Madripoor is like a fucking destined a party destination. <laughs> did you did you see the brand of the jet Quinjet? Quinjet. That's oh, awesome. that's incredible. That's I love. It's that. fucked up because there's no like Avengers in this world or anything like that. Like, <laughs> there's no shield, which means <laughs> that uh, Tony Stark then w- must have gone into public service. 
designing stuff for <laughs> oh my god know, that's so funny the the normal great. person i don't remember what the deal with tony stark is in that world there's either. something with him i don't remember what but so miles is looking for his dad gwen promises to help him this is when they encounter matt murdoch who is just the baddest motherfucker right he really is just him rocking up his suit with a bunch of hand ninjas that all look like karare from batman beyond yes he is serious like bad bitch energy which is awesome uh, the little tie, like <laughs> you know what he has. He's got BDE. He's got big Damien energy. <laughs> he does have BDE. You're yeah. right. Got bi- it's the shit. It, might, it might be BBDE. It might be big big Damien energy. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Absolutely. We'll, we'll coin that right now. I think it's. I think it's two Bs on there. Absolutely. BB. Absolutely, he does um just like him his little smirks he's ruling a clan of ninjas like it's big damien energy for sure yeah yeah you guys just like this because he's in the red suit like he was at the end of wade's run (laughs) i mean yeah Don't lie. Don't lie. I don't know why you're saying that, Malcolm. Don't lie. Go. Don't lie. So (laughs) Murdoch basically tells uh, Gwen and Peter, Gwen and Peter, Gwen and Miles, that he has a lead for them. They have to go to Club Scorpion. And he gives them a VIP pass. And he's like, just remember, Gwenny dear, I fucking own you. Okay. I'm the one supplying you with your little magic venom patches. And uh, <laughs> th- th- this is just turned into Batman Beyond. And yeah, actually, yeah, I run yeah. the show. It's just slappers. That's all yeah. it's fucking slappers. Is. slappers. That's all it slappers. Is. slappers. It's the fucking, it's uh, Young Justice, the fucking uh, Kryptonian slappers that, uh, that, oh, yeah, give him Kryptonian powers. Yeah. yeah. That's all Which it is. Dope That's all fun. it is. I wish they spent more time with that. Yeah, I wish they spent more time in the past. Anyway, <laughs> in the past. <laughs> oh God! So anyway, they go back to Gwen's place where she gives Miles the breakdown for anyone who wasn't reading this book regularly, and mm-hmm. she is going to go to Club Scorpion in her prom dress. Which is a very odd prom dress. But the best part about this is that Club Scorpion is mostly manned by the Unicorn. The Unicorn and Friends. That's I super cool. fucking yeah. love the Unicorn. He is the That's dumbest cool. character not named Stiltman. And he fucking rules. <laughs> I love this look, too, of like the Unicorn t-shirt and like the jacket. And with the rolled up the sleeve mask. and then the, the mask i think it's yeah. fucking cool like um cool. but we we skipped over a thing real quick and i i think it just needs to be addressed that miles can't go into the club um because because he's uh 16 gonna turn 17 in a month but um but 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 gwen can go in the club because, because she's, she's a 18. college age she is 18 correct what in the Transformers Age of Extinction is fucking going on here? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
they trying to pair these two up together and do this fucking Romeo and Juliet laws bullshit? Bro, I'm <laughs> telling you, stuff. it's Sergi with the movie. That's that's it's the gross, only dude. reason that makes sense. It's gross. It is. It is gross. It is. Um, it's just God, how it sucks. Uh, but Gwen goes in, she gets into the VIP area of Club Scorpion, where she finds herself witness to an auction. But not just any auction, auctioning off superhero and supervillain memorabilia. So we see the Shocker's Gauntlet, we see Titanium Man's armor, Taskmaster's shield. Somebody was somehow able to get Cable's plasma cannon. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how they got it from him. Mm -hmm. but uh yeah so she is then beset upon by fucking starro i guess <laughs> no it's dr uh, octopus it's dr octopus yeah this is how he has his octopi he has a literal octopus oh, that's, jesus christ that's, that's what he is that's that's kind of what that's i don't even know if i, I don't remember doc ock appearing in uh, spider gwen but like i, I kind I of interpreted it as that at all I just interpret it as like, oh, he's Doc Ock because he literally throws like I he throws like octopuses yeah. at people. I thought that's yeah, octopus is his thing. Octopi. There you go. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's it's weird. Um, <laughs> I, I dig it. I think it's it's too literal of a term to be done. This is something you would see in Spider Ham's universe. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's uh, kind of fucked up. <laughs> Miles is able to take out Dr. Octopus's octopus octopus uh with a venom blast <laughs> before they encounter jefferson davis drip, drip 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 might just be fashion icon of the week fashion, fashion icon of the week those purple glasses drip <laughs> but not just any jefferson davis this is jefferson davis the scorpion which brings us to spider-man number 13 uh, where Miles is continuing to tell the story. God damn. Like, it was good when Robbie Rodriguez was drawing it, but when Sarah Pacelli gets her hands on Earth-65 Jefferson Davis. Ooh! Ooh, daddy! Ooh, daddy! Jesus! Shit. Hell yeah. I also love that Sarah Pacelli clearly draws Miles' mouth open underneath the mask, and you can see it with the shadowing. Yeah! On that page, where his mouth is like a gape. He's just like, uh -huh. oh, what? Like, that's yeah. fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, the Scorpion design rules. Also, I, how do you guys feel about Robbie Rodriguez? We didn't talk about so, it. So, I think but. it makes sense for Spider-Gwen's book. I think for the kind of punk rock aesthetic that she is supposed to like embody i think it works in the book a lot it's weird having miles drawn by him yeah i don't like it for any of the crossover stuff this is all right after like the spider women crossover between the silk book and spider woman and spider gwen and like right. i hated it and that was when i was like oh i don't think this art works for me like and i realized yeah i i don't like i don't like him drawing anything that isn't like that fair world. It looks Fair. weird. Like Miles looks weird in his yeah. style. I, I think I it could it. be interpreted in kind of the way that they're saying across the Spider-Verse is going to be, where it's like he shows up and he kind of just blends into the aesthetic of the world. Yeah. But you have to kind of work your head around it to get there. Mm. So mm. needless to say, 
Uh, Pacelli's still killing it. She always has, yeah. always does, always will. Uh, yeah, she's great. Miles gets his shit rocked while Spider Gwen basically takes out the entire club full of goons by herself. Uh, she also takes out Scorpion, but Scorpion recovers along with his goons. A big dust him up ballroom blitz when the cops show up. And I love the dialogue here for the uh for the narration uh miles is like and then the thing i love more than anything in the world happened a venom showed up better a girl who feeds into your innate self-loathing better (laughs) and that's when the cops roll up and immediately point their guns at miles makes sense uh i just (laughs) yeah doesn't matter what world he's on Cops always shoot first. Ask questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only thing that stays between universes. <laughs> the black Spider-Man going to get shot. <laughs> and so Miles escapes. Gwen goes after him. Uh, and Miles immediately wants to break out Jefferson, who's arrested along with his goons. Because he thinks that's his dad. And Gwen has to physically web him up so that he can't leave. And then when the cops raid the uh, raid the rooftop that they're on, she activates his signal watch to take them to some kind of freaky Cronenbergian world where apocalypse is ruling over the spider world. It's sick. Sp- I guess Spider Verse happened and apocalypse kind of took over it and won. Spider Island. Apocalypse oh, yeah. wins. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, good call. Yeah. Good call. Uh, so, uh, Spider-Gwen jumps them back and they're back right where they left, though the cops have also left. Um, she act, they then, uh, decide, okay, we're a team. We're going to make this happen. We need to go figure this out. She taps his, uh, his little signal watch, uh, universal traverser vortex manipulator, and uh, they are boom tube, whatever yeah. you want to call it. <laughs> Bullshit tube, more like. Uh, they're <laughs> off to the races, uh, which takes us to Spider-Gwen number 17, where we get... Hey, little... re- real quick. Uh, hey, Amazon and Comixology. I know you guys are listening to this episode. So I just wanted to throw a little bit yeah, of feedback at you. If you could have it so that if you're reading something that's a part of a fucking crossover, you just have the, you know, the next issue thing be that part of that crossover... That'd be really fucking cool because let's say I don't have those already. Then it's incentive for me to buy it. You know, uh, were you reading this in single issues? Yep. Oh, oh yep. So you have to bounce between the series every fucking time. That's rough. Oh man. That's yeah. Rough. So, so comicsology, if you could just fix that, I think that'd be really fucking cool. That'd be pretty, that'd be pretty neat of you. Anyway. <laughs> Oh man, that's real rough. Spider Gwen, uh, number 17, picks us up with a quick. I don't know why this is the universe formerly known as 616, because I'm pretty sure it's. Uh, Because it's. No, because after six. Because after Secret Wars, there is no 616. After Secret Wars, that is the prime Earth. It's still 616, man. It is, but they were trying, especially still at this time, trying really hard to make us think it wasn't. 
Yeah, because this was not too long after the conclusion of, of Secret Wars. Also, I mean, this isn't the MCU, so it's not the 616. That's the problem, you know? No, but this is the 616, and the MCU is not the 616, Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> you almost thought you fucking got me, but you did <laughs> You little trickster, you little scamp. Multiverse of madness! <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> So we see uh, some Earth 65 goons have made their way to the 616 and they're trying to rob some people. When Spider These are agents of up. silk. Agents of silk. That's another thing, too. Agents uh, of silk. On, on Earth 65, Cindy Moon is a crime boss. Again. She runs an organization called Silk. It's an acronym. Again, Earth 65. Fucking rules. Um, it just does. Silk. Super into liking kilts. That's what it is. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Yeah. They're, they're, what they do with the money is that they all buy kilts. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Also, I think this would be one of the easiest cosplays for the three of us to just get the masks and wear our Brit sweaters. I was going to say, wear oh, our Brit sweaters? Oh, You're right. Yes. We absolutely. just get cane masks. Yeah. That's all we need to do. <laughs> but so... Uh, 616 spider-man peter parker shows up um again this is robbie rodriguez back on arc because we are, are in the spider gwen book and it is different in the 616 i don't think it works as well because spider-man just looks a little weird here but he looks so weird i just the proportions it's the, of the eyes, eyes are I off. Think. yeah yeah and it doesn't help that he's in a objectively bad costume so he no he's not i'm still on my bullshit listener i'm still on my bullshit he's in such a good me. costume probably the best spider-man it's costume a, i have ever seen that's uh, a hot take correct is that your hot take of the week that is, is that my your hot take of the week I'm, yes oh, it is because that is still like, wow. i love that look that drawn by alex ross for the covers of amazing spider-man look those covers out. are so good so those good those covers do roll it was really cool seeing like that but that's like, that's like saying that. water is wet alex ross covers are amazing like i mean yeah come on that's, I mean, that's yeah. low hanging fruit, Jacob. It's also it's also like the type of water, you know, like it's like it's, no, all water like is mountains, good. like mountain, like mountain spring water, where it's just like refreshing <laughs> and kind of nice, just moments. This is, this I, I I I have nothing to add to this. I'm just gonna throw that out. <laughs> so I just wanted to speak. <laughs> so Spidey takes out the uh, takes out the goons, but then they zap back. Um, Miles and Gwen are have made their way to the six one six, but Peter did not did not you know hang out. He left. Uh, Gwen and Miles then go on a little trip. They go over to a local diner, and the art on here is a little weird, with uh, Gwen huffing grease fumes. It's yeah, weird. it's weird. yeah, it's yeah. So we're gonna move past films. it. Um, Egg salad sandwich. You're fucking disgusting. <laughs> you know who Robbie Rodriguez does draw really well, though. Kamala Khan. I love uh, yes. how he draws Kamala. Kamala. Yes, Khan, yeah. I will agree with you on that. Yeah, she is, and I think it works really well because she's just so weirdly proportioned at any given time. Yeah, 
Really his wacky bullshit really works for him. Yeah. His wacky bullshit. His wacky bullshit. And at a certain point, uh, Kamala sits down with Gwen and she's like, hey, girl. Hey, girl, hey. Let's talk. Let's have a little powwow. Um, I know you're into my boy. I get it. He's a cool dude. Just, you know, don't fuck it up. All right? It's weird. Weird for everybody. It should be Kamala and Miles. Totally agree. Totally agree. Listen, I'm a black guy who loves himself a white blonde, but like, <laughs> this is bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Uh, though I will say at this point, they had just started the Champions book, which they do reference that Miles and Kamala yep. are on the Champions. Mm-hmm. And again, What's a champion? Yeah. Again, through the Champions book, it's all about Kamala and young Scott. Listen, that's the best romantic like love triangle right there. I Young Scott, it. Kamala, and Miles. That's a it. good triangle. I dig yeah. it. Because Young Scott is the Wolverine. He is <laughs> the best. Maybe this is why I love champions. But the best part of that book is that everyone treats Young Scott like he's Wolverine because he's the Wolverine of that team. Because at the same time that this is all going on, older Scott is just like, I am a revolutionary, I am a mutant terrorist, and everyone's like, Yo, that's who that's you. Yeah. No, man, that ain't me. That He's the for another Wolverine. Twenty years, dude. That's bullshit. <laughs> it's very, it's very Wolverine in the X Men cartoon where he's the Wolverine of the fucking team. Yeah, it's because so he's the unpredictable one, and it's awesome. Oh, fucking love that show. If you haven't God. lately, rewatch Wolverine and the X Men. Absolutely deserve the season two. That show rules. Season two seemed like it was going to rule, and it's it the is the best depiction of Emma Frost that we've had outside of comics. Yeah. Yeah, it's best left forgotten. Anyway. Jacob, a two hot takes and one. Jacob, you can't have two hot takes. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. It's, yeah, no. Everybody gets one. And so we see that uh, Miles is able to, Miles, Kamala, and Gwen are able to intercept another Earth-65 goon squad. Uh, Miles joins with one of the goon squad attempting to return back to the sick to earth 65 uh and gwen takes a separate transponder and dives into the multiverse after him which brings us to spider-man number 14 this is Uh, when it really sucks (laughs) (laughs) so they uh miles continuing to tell the story uh gwen pops up in another world and uh i i do love the moment where it's like Okay, made it back to my world, but no Miles, no bad guy. And then just someone randomly is like, hey, if it's really you, I'm a big fan. She's like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that, so, that is me, by the way, if I ever meet like a celebrity on the street and everything like that. It's just it should not hey, disturb him oh, and I anything thought, like that. That's I thought you were going to say that's you throughout the entirety of Tucson, Arizona, when people are like, aren't oh, you? Jesus world that's true i am gaslight actor jacob brown i'm not i that do lucky. i do say that, that every time i see jacob it's true what's the fuck critically acclaimed award-winning gaslight actor critically jacob brown. Acclaimed? i'll see him from across the street and be like hey if you are jacob brown big fan big fan <laughs> big fan you just hear a, and you just hear a thanks yep. <laughs> 
that that is what we aspire to for random Jacob encounters on the street. <laughs> so it's going it to be from now on. It, it's just a shot, basically, every time like that happens. It's just <laughs> yeah. like, it's, just take a drink. If, if I took time. a shot for every single time Stop. that that happened Stop. while we were hanging out somewhere, you would, you would be not even I never would be. You'd dead. still be drunk. <laughs> I, I would be. I would have to be admitted for alcohol poisoning. There is that makes no sense. That's not a surprise. <laughs> so Miles and uh, Scorpion Jeff uh, decide to throw down. Gwen shows up just in time. They have a little uh, little battle, and then they are unfortunately knocked back through the portal, and they show up in the noir universe which i really enjoy i if you haven't listener read luke With cage noir blows. and x-men noir two and wonderful spider-man noir and go ahead and tell us Malcolm. iron man noir it's oh. the best thing that scott snyder has ever done <laughs> that, that's malcolm's hot take wow. there is. that might be the hot take of the week <laughs> i think that's the best comic he's ever written in a world where black mirror exists that's a hot take oh man that's you know what i always forget take. that he's black mirror i'll be honest i always forget that that was him uh so they encounter spider-man noir just in time to be pulled into another earth this what one a waste by the way real quick just what a waste of just like hey and then just like all right we gotta bamf out of here and it's just not like, even like that he's very aggressive he's like you and yes. they just jump back like he definitely has a uh-huh. with that. uh well it's 1930s uh remember when spider-man <laughs> noir could have that costume and not have the hat because it was before the movie and so he didn't have to have the hat yeah i like that anyway i like that too. i like the hat i like it without the hat a lot that's fair that's fair. it's a good yeah. look yeah that was hat would fall off i was introduced to him in the uh shadow dimensions game so shadow dimensions uh, game he doesn't Same. have the hat yeah yeah right he it it really makes him the spider if he has the hat that's the that's the that's thing. the thing that's I, the problem yeah that's the problem i don't like that too because like, like because it's just eh, i get it i get it but yeah uh, uh, I also up? like while they're teleporting away that it's uh, the uh, a new hope thing going on there oh, in that she... one panel. <laughs> and like she's got mad Princess Leia energy. She, like, yeah, she, she should have kissed him. True. She should have kissed him and said, "For luck, That's good luck." And so they pop up in another Earth, and it's never explicitly stated which Earth this is. Though. I... I like to think it's uh, Spider-Man 2099, kind of, because you could see the, uh, like... Yeah, I think that first one is 2099. It yeah. could be. It could be. And then that next one is really interesting. <laughs> and then they pop up. They fall into another portal, and they appear in a fictional universe. Miles read about this back in the Ultimate Universe. Yes, it's DC Comics. It's Metropolis. We clearly see the Daily Planet. We see the red whoosh of Superman's cape. Miles has a copy of Superman number one. (laughs) Aunt May gifted it to him prior to the incursion. Whoa! Whoa. Do you think that made it over too? absolutely interesting absolutely 
Interesting. Um, so, uh, 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 I I have a theory that this is about the time. The- what? <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I have a theory that this is about the time that Bendis is first being courted by DC Comics. Oh, that is a great shout. Because it is about a year after this that he starts officially working at DC Comics. And we start getting the threats. Bendis is coming! (laughs) Bendis is coming! You better fucking get ready! Bendis is coming! Put it in your hands. Bendis is coming. (laughs) I've never been so threatened by comic book advertising before. (laughs) <laughs> like, you better get ready really what about uh you might know nightwing but you don't know dick see at least that one's fun grayson <laughs> at least that one's fun and it led into a series that i liked grayson fucking grayson okay rules. Grayson, grayson, rules. grayson is very good that's a very good book grayson i would like i would like a sequel to that book actually specifically called dick that, that would be good I would actually be really into a a Grayson sequel just called Drake, and it be Tim doing the spy thing. Oh, from when he was uh, in that brown costume? Nope. 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 And going around as Drake? You have turned this really cool idea into a really lame one, so we're going to move on. (laughs) (laughs) Who had a really good idea that turned into a really lame one? Miles yeah. and Gwen pop up in the Marvel Zombies universe. This is like the best part of the entire book right here. Is eh. them popping up here. Eh. It's so I think great. it's an interesting choice of characters to be here at the Marvel Zombies thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's a very interesting choice of characters. Why would you have Typhoid Mary? Yeah. I, like of all people, Typhoid all Mary? Mary? I was thinking why would you King have King. Enchantress with the cape? Oh. Why Enchantress with a cape? Why is like Doc Ock like weirdly skinny, but Kingpin is still like super big? I I'm still wondering why Kingpin is still alive. He would have been eaten and torn apart. Like he's like not freaking alive. because like well he's, a zombie. Yeah. he's well, undead. I mean, yeah, but I mean like he should have been just not a zombie at all. He should have been just a corpse that's just, just food. freshly eaten. Oh, just yeah, bones. Sh- just food. Yeah. yeah, fair. That's a fair point. Uh, they're able to escape. Uh, they get separated, and Gwen ends yeah. up on Earth 8, where they are celebrating the 20th anniversary of the amazing Spider Man marrying the spectacular Spider Woman. Miles uh, winds up back at Earth 65, f- sees Jefferson Davis, and kicks the shit out of him, only to realize. It's his dad. He's it's finally his dad. found his real dad. Dad? Uh, <laughs> is that really you, dad? <laughs> Damn it, Bobby, stop hitting me. Damn it, Bobby. Don't okay. hit me again. <laughs> uh, which brings us to Spider-Gwen number 18, the finale of this, uh, of this specific uh, crossover. Go to Earth 8, a future, where uh, Miles and Gwen are married, have been married for a long time, and have kids. Two kids that are that seem like fun, and they are being currently watched by 
the spectacular, the sporktacular Spider Ham. Peter Parker. Yeah. Peter Parker is here, fulfilling all of our just really tired uncle. Yeah. Know, yeah, like ideas. Like he's definitely like. He's Uncle Buck. That's basically what he is. Yeah. Yeah. He's just Uncle Buck. Him walking out, holding like his back, like holding the back hip. Yeah. Was the most <laughs> thing I've read in a comic all week. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, God. Like, shit. I feel seen, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so Gwen, uh, Gwen meets with Spider-Ham and meets her two alternate universe kids. Uh, first off, it is Charlotte. Uh, which is the girl and the boy is Jefferson George Jefferson Maximilian Morales Stacy. And I, I have a problem with that fucking name. <laughs> is it George Jefferson? Is that it's George Jefferson? <laughs> oh man. I get it. I understand, but it looks <clears throat> bad. <laughs> it does. Well don't, well, don't you know he's just he just moved on up to the east side. <laughs> Jesus. And Every I time do... he walks out, it's a bum, bum, bam, bam. <laughs> Yes. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh I do kind of hey, love... meathead. <laughs> <laughs> He's the first one to call all of his friends honky. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, I do kind of love that Miles took uh gwen's last name yeah i do love that in the same way that jefferson basically took rio's last name Mm -hmm. yeah i i like that miles is a wife guy and that's kind of tight he's a wife guy. that's kind of tight it's the most relatable thing he's he's been this whole time that's honestly honestly sigma he's a fucking sigma male that's sick (laughs) uh we also see that uh i guess uh spider ham is also be getting busy he's got kids yeah, yeah. It's so got a little cute. porkers. Got a little porkers. <laughs> His wife is uh the the Reese Witherspoon from Sing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's just that dad. He's just the dad from that movie. <laughs> That's why he's so tired all the time and ha- needs her to stay home because he's because spe- he's Spider Ham. Why would you say something so controversial yet so brave? It's so good. I love that. Now I need oh Reese Witherspoon playing Rewatch. Like Rewatch Sing. With no, I'm okay. Yeah. He is Spider Ham the whole time. And it makes so much sense. It makes the movements make a lot of sense, bro. <laughs> oh, so man. they, uh, everybody shows up. We get a really nice, uh, you know, Gwen Stacy, uh, Gwen Stacy speech where she's trying to rally the troops. Spider Ham doesn't want anything to do with it. But then the kids are like, yeah, we got to do this, Uncle Ham. And then they go and we get our big final battle on Earth 65. Uh, Beautiful kids. Beautiful kids. I'm going to throw that out there. Uh, Charlotte. Yeah, her hair would not be like that, bro. Anyway. (laughs) You don't think it's like a like a dye job and maybe some straightening? I don't know. Highlights? Bruh, bruh, if so, then she's taking a little too similar from her mom's side of the family. You know what I mean? Maybe. Maybe. She's going to get ridiculed. 
uh yeah so the other spider people show up and we get spider boy spider girl charlotte and i do love that he's like call me mad max yeah that's instead of george jefferson he's like a mad max that's tight and then then with that theme song that you guys were just saying like hey man i gotta tell you i just saw this thing that happened boy is it dynamite (laughs) (laughs) oh he would be the jj walker that's fucking funny (laughs) you look at that his costume is so good with the beanie on top yeah with the beanie and the sleeveless hoodie that's fucking sick dude that's what that's what uh scarlet spider should be wearing Hell that's yeah. some tight ass shit right there. He needs a beanie. Yeah. That's hell I mean, yeah. They carried that over in Spider-Man Miles Morales with the winter gear costume. You're right, and it's Ooh. fucking good. Good shit. It's got a little scarf. Good shit. It's good stuff. It's a good um, scarf. We also get what appears to be a uh, Spider Craven woman. Love that. <laughs> uh, love the, I, I just love the pajama pants that she. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, she's doing stuff to me right now, like emotionally. <laughs> uh, Spider Ham shows up in his little crotch rocket motorcycle. We get <laughs> the son of Jessica Drew, aka uh, Spider Boy from Jerry, fucking uh, the Amalgam universe, because this is very cool. Yeah, yeah, it is very much well. that costume. Yeah, you're right. And then, of course, Penny Parker and Spider. And so mm. they roll up. They're kicking the shit out of everybody. Uh, but Jefferson takes evil Scorpion Jefferson and strands him on basically the Judge Dread world. Yeah, yes. in Mega City One. Or in Mega Red City One, and he is apprehended Dutch. by Arbiter Rio. Fucking Judge yeah. Dread Rio Morales. That's kind of tight. It's yeah. I will give him that. Cool. That's super dope. That's a great dope idea. And so everybody's, you know, doing their thing. Everybody's cool. Everybody's great. They, uh, Miles and Gwen share a little kiss, but then Gwen does the responsible thing and says, no, like we just came from the, I just came from a world where like our entire, you know, future was laid out before us. And if I, I don't want to feel like I don't get a choice. So, I mean, maybe someday, but we're going to be just friends. And, uh, you know, what was this all for? Is the question, the big question for me. What did we learn, Palmer? <laughs> I guess we learned not to do it again. Not, not a goddamn Fuck if I know what we did in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but that brings us to final chapter for this week, which is Spider-Man number 15. And this the is best the- cover of the week. Best cover of the week. Um, and an absolute fucking babe, Rio Morales on I, the cover. We, we've been talking about it from the beginning. Rio Morales is oh a my god, a great oh. Well, like, good lord, like the way she's drawn and, and positioned Jesus. in the front here, it's like, wow, uh, she's this so also brings bad. in a new artist. Uh, this is Simon Kudransky, who is really good, but a very specific artist. He lies on shadows very heavily. So this is a weird book for him to draw. But it makes yeah. sense why Bendis would want him. Because but it makes sense why Bendis would want him. Because of the alias of it yeah. all. Yeah. 
I love how this issue looks. I, I think this is the best looking issue in the batch, actually. Oh, yeah. It looks great. Out, out of out of everything that we've read for this week, 100%. I think it's the best looking one. And that's no disrespect to Sarah Kelly, but like, holy shit, this book looks awesome. Real, real good. And so uh, Jefferson is calling. They've just gotten back. Jefferson is calling the house and calling uh, Rio's phone. No answer. So Miles and Jefferson go and have a uh, have a burger, and they talk. Uh, and this is again when Jefferson brings up the whole like, see you and Ganky were never like a like a thing. A little weird. A little weird yeah. to bring it back. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Comes up a little homophobic because he brings it back. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. I it agree feels with a that. Little homophobic. I do agree with that. I felt this was okay. All right, look, we. <laughs> Jacob's like I have been dancing around this the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, seriously, like this. The fact that this happened a third time, I was like, seriously, stop it. Like, it's a little weird. It's like I think it would feel as weird yeah. if Miles wasn't just so against repulsed by it yeah, yeah. like repul- perfect wordage like repulsed by it yeah yeah it's really kind of upsetting yeah, yeah. it's kind of a bummer it's a bad look for them for yeah. both of them yeah it really is and so they you know they have their nice conversation uh miles disarms a uh, purse snatcher and then they go back home and miles is like okay i'm gonna drop you in the front I'm going to climb in through the attic and, you know, we'll figure it out. Jefferson comes in and Rio is up and she's sitting on the couch. The only thing that would have made this more perfect is if she turned on a lamp. Uh, right. Swung around. <laughs> yep. In a chair. Yep. But that would ruin the shadowing of the issue. That's the only reason it <laughs> yep. happened. <laughs> and she immediately is like, is Miles with you? And he's like, I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm sure he's. And then all of a sudden they hear a flump. Miles comes out. And he's like, "Oh yeah, hey, what's 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 up? What's going on?" And uh, Rio pulls out a paper, and it's the web fluid formula. And I like I did one of those like big sharp inhale, <laughs> seeing that I'm like, "Oh no, oh no." Mm-hmm. This is a this is a Scott Pilgrim. This is a nightmare. Oh, this is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And so Rio also pulls out a phone. She's like, it doesn't have any brand logos on it. It's locked. And I did some research. You can't buy this phone. So what are we doing here? Either you need to start fucking explain yourselves or we're gonna have a real goddamn problem and uh jefferson immediately is like look i'm working with shield again i didn't want to tell you she's like yeah i got that which is interesting because it means that she knew about his past with shield yeah right yeah yeah and so she's like okay why because he's like i joined back up with shield because they were going to keep an eye on Miles. It was conditional. And she's like, why would they need to keep an eye on Miles? And then Miles is like, okay, I guess we're doing this. And he reveals that he's Spider-Man. And the conversation goes about it. In the classic Peter Parker ultimate way. Yep. Yeah. 
it's very, it's shirt, very ultimate Peter Parker it. hops on the roof. Yeah, I I love that. Very mm-hmm. classic, and I love that they also did this in the uh, the PS4 game, where mm-hmm. showed, where he revealed his powers to Peter. Yeah, it's yep. just like it's the universal sign for I'm Spider Man. Yeah, it's to jump up into the ceiling and hang upside yeah. down and be like, "Hey, yeah. hi there." Yeah, because even what's his name did it in the movie. Yep, mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield. Uh, Andrew Garfield. Uh, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Great. With the bread. <laughs> yeah, with the bread. Yeah, with the bread. Please don't throw bread um, at me. A bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Rio basic again. It goes about as well as you'd expect. Rio is like, you both lied to me. You have been lying to me for a long time. I am going to go stay with my mom. And Jefferson's like, hey, like, don't tell her. And Rio flips out at him. She's like, you don't get to fucking tell me anything after you've been lying to me this whole time. And then she's like, I'm leaving. And she says, you know what? <laughs> I, fucking, I fucking hate I hate living so close to a fire station. <laughs> the fucking worst. That it's just it's just a party going on. That's all it is. It's just yeah. the alert of a party. <sighs> anyway. But it's but it's good for your uh after hours job. Hey. You know. what, what do you mean? I've I've said too much. What do you so um so Rio's <laughs> like I'm going, and she basically goes, "Fine, you know, I'll just tell everyone you cheated on me. You might as well have." It just leaves. Oh God, that was rough. <laughs> rough, rough time. Uh, did not go as well as the Aunt May reveal. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Which I mean, that didn't go well either. Yeah. Not great. <laughs> not great. It went. It went just about as well as that did. Honestly, you know what? you're right. You're right. Just, uh, okay, get out of my house. <laughs> Yeah. You're not my son. Yeah, you're not my. Uh, son. You're not my son. Get out of my house. Oh, oh Richard, hard. good. You're here. Get your son out, the, out of my fucking house. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we cut to Brooklyn Visions Academy, where uh, Danica's got her show going. Genki is, of course, watching because he's a devoted watcher, devoted viewer. Uh, Miles wakes up. He's had a he's had a trying time, and that's when Fabio walks in with two boxes of pizza fabio and, and miles tells them the story of what happened over the last six issues yep it's like jeez. we then cut to another scene and i'm not sure what's happening here okay yeah okay 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 here's the thing oh boy i don't remember for certain but this is either Diamondback, oh, oh, or it's someone we're going to see more of in the next volume. Okay, I don't, I don't remember for certain because they kind of look similar. I have a feeling that this is Diamondback. He does kind um, of look like yeah. how Diamondback looks, like, like Marquez. Book. Yeah, yeah, Marquez yeah. Diamondback, and that's around this time. Right, right, you're right. So it could be him. Because he also did have a club. He had Club Ultimate, right? 
That's like that true. was his club he or did. some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And this looks kind of like a club. So yeah. it could be that, or it could be someone that we will get more follow-up from soon. Okay. Well, either way, I just like that his henchman is actually Bendis. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. The one who says too many Spider-Men. Yeah. Um, ironic. Ironic. Uh, we cut back to Jefferson who gets a call uh, revealing that, hey, Maria Hill is no longer working at S.H.I.E.L.D., your deal is terminated. He's been burned. He's been yeah. burned. Burn this notice. Also around the same time that standoff happened. Uh-huh. With all the Pleasant Hill nonsense. Uh-huh. I, I thought you were just I thought you were just gonna say like this is around the time when like burn notice was uh ending its show around this time. So it's <laughs> oh, that too. That yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, we then cut to our last scene back at Brooklyn Visions Academy. Uh, Danica is walking around with, you know, the correct shirt. She's got good taste. You're damn right. <laughs> There's a reason why we like her. Repping cap. And so she comes to her locker and then she looks over and there's Genki introducing himself as Genki. And that's where we end this week's saga. So, gentlemen, final thoughts on the volume, and if you had a favorite part, what was your favorite part? I'm going to go to Malcolm first. Uh, for the most part, this volume sucks. Um... <laughs> Yikes! No, I just I, I I don't like the crossover. I think it's really busy. I think it's a lot of bullshit shenaniganery for no reason other than to just have bullshit shenaniganery. It feels very much like a filler story in an anime. Yeah. Uh, you know, where there's just really no reason for it. It's just there to happen. Um uh there's a couple cool moments. Again, Jefferson's fucking cool as the yeah. scorpion. Yeah, that's a sick reveal. Fun. Uh love that cane with the scorpion tail on it. Yeah. That's tight. Um, super sexy. Um favorite issue or favorite part is this last issue. This last issue is phenomenal. Yeah, this is what really, I want this really book good. to be. I, I want this book to be like this all the time. And it's very frustrating that of the volumes that we've read for this uh, adjectiveless Spider-Man story, the last issue has been the good one of all of them. Yeah, it's been consistent. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. consistent it's that it's like fair to middling. That is and then the last issue point. is awesome. Yeah. I and it gives not. you hope every time of like, okay, well, maybe the next one will be really good. Yeah. And then it's, mm. it's the <laughs> it same sucks. thing. Yeah, I it's we're being that. edged like we're being edged very hard, oh, and I don't like it. Yeah. I'm not into edge play. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it, uh, Jacob. Uh, I am gonna be honest with this too. I'm kind of in the mid road with, with Malcolm, too. I also I love the concept, the concept of this is very fun, it very much feels like it. it I like to compare this volume pretty much to like. Uh, this is like if how uh, this is like multiverse and and no way home were kind of combined and like we're we're kind of this thing. I in the sense it's it's worse than those two movies. It's uh, in in this it's it's too all over the place. But uh, uh, yeah. um, what could have been yeah. beneficial of this? Also, like what could have been beneficial about this was just like I do want uh miles and gwen to get together in this book but i wanted them to like 
fall in love and flirt and like have some moments here. There was no moments of that. There was oh, you just... mean you want them to have a relationship? Yes, I, I did. <laughs> I did want them to have a relationship in some sense. Uh, it would have been really cool because, uh, but but it, it, instead, you know, it was this too much about like what's happening and trying to get to Jefferson and multiversing, hopping and all that other stuff. It was just too distracted, very much like what you said. I and uh, I felt the same thing. Yeah, it's 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 convenient that like these past three volumes that it's been the end where something terrific always happens. Uh, yeah. I I've uh, I've kind of been I I do like edge play, but usually when it happens, oh. I I don't uh, I don't last that long. So around between the last volume and this volume, I would have popped and been like, I'm done. I'm ready for uh. a nap, and I'm really not into any more of this at this point so please yeah. stop please stop so well played sir well I, played I, I, I applaud your honesty jacob i applaud that Thank honesty you for being sir. the most honest of the three of us i mean like if we're gonna like put it all out there they Let's have not. our listeners so, need to know <laughs> i love Jesus it Christ. jacob i love you buddy <laughs> so, um, yeah i'm i i'm with you guys not on that but I'm with you guys. On this, <laughs> this um, it's it's really it's unfortunate because like the potential of a Spider-Man Spider-Gwen uh, team up is fun. It's the the potential is there, but I think it would have been more fun if the romance stuff wasn't part of it. If mm -hmm. it was legit, just these two friends who have worked together before teaming up. Uh -huh. um, because yeah. again, he has so much more chemistry with other characters. Right. And by uh, the end of this, they don't get together anyway. So what was yeah, the point? Exactly. What was the fucking point uh, of all yeah. of it? Yeah. It was, Can't keep it, getting away with it. It it's it's it feels like filler, which is really yeah. unfortunate. Uh I hate it. I, I hate that that's that's what it's come to. But um Honestly, like you guys, my favorite part is definitely the the last issue. I really do enjoy everything that happened there, and it sets up hopefully some interesting stuff to happen next volume. But we've been burned before, so we will see. <laughs> but uh, that does it for this week. But before we get into next week, we've got quite a bit of email to catch up on, which means Malcolm, what time is it? Uh, it's time for us to figure out where Eric stands on edge play. If you want to be part of the Geeksplained Book Club mailbag, uh, send your emails to geeksplained at gmail.com and put ultimate mailbag in the subject header, and we will read it here every single Friday. Now, was I wrong? As we've stated before, um, our schedules have been a little messy throughout December. So uh, we're catching up on some emails here, which means we are doubling up on a couple people who are routinely sending us emails and we really do appreciate it yeah we're really sorry guys um, yeah, yeah it's it's on us it's on us the, the schedule it's on is me weird but sorry, everybody. it's my fault it's it's no one's fault it is just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes but um we are gonna kick things off with our good brother jacob goodhart jacob goodhart, goodhart. uh he he was one of uh, two people who wrote us twice over the past couple of weeks, so we're going to read his first one here. Uh, and it reads, Merry Christmas, Geeksplain Podcast. I'm writing to you three... Wait. Uh-oh. Oh, I did... I We did read this one. Oh. We did read this one, I think. 
We did. Okay. What yes. Uh, sure? No Man's Land. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, no, yes. we talked yeah. about yeah. No Man's Land. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then yeah. we are going to actually start with our good brother, Bry. Bry. Bry is going is writing to us. He writes, greetings, y'all. Uh, he also wrote, he wrote us twice over the past couple weeks, so we're going to read his first one first, and then we'll read his second one a little bit. Okay. Uh, he writes, greetings, y'all. This will be in reference to your comments to your episode with Miles' debut into the 616 Mainline series. Regarding your pitch it episode with Malcolm, it was fantastic. My favorites had to be the name Montoya, Cassandra Kane, and Wonder Woman pitches. Uh, thank you. Uh, he writes, I'm sorry, Malcolm, but I'm just not interested in Flash stories in general, despite me loving the first few seasons of The Flash. Forgive me. That's fair. I understand and respect that. I get it. I get it. Reverse would change that for you, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I think it would. I think reverse, it would. Reverse. Reverse. <laughs> Uh, Uno reverse. Uh, he says, yes, this was not a very good entry into his character, speaking on the first volume of the 616 Miles stuff. I also echo the sentiment that Miles being in the 616 detracts from his stories as being the ultimate Spider-Man. The difference with Spider-Man variants than, say, DC introducing another member of the Bat family is just, I think, the cohesiveness of their abilities are the same, barring a few exceptions like Duke Thomas. The fact they are non-powered folk with different origins is cool. I say the only notable and worthwhile Spider-Man variants are Cindy, Ultimate Jessica Drew, Miguel, Miles, Ben Riley, Mayday, and maybe Spider-Gwen. Even then, Spider-Gwen is just stuck in a nebulous state, because after her great first run, then she felt uninteresting, especially if her stories are tied with crossover shtick. Yeah. Now for the reason why I sent this letter. Yes, I fully agree that Miles and Kamala have the chemistry and cuteness that Peter and Kitty had during their brief tenure. Maybe that's why we like it so much. If anyone was going to be with anyone, it, it'll have to be Miles and Kamala. Also, Cyclops saying once a champion, always a champion is so hyped, despite me not reading the event title it was in. <laughs> I'm not interested in it, but it only knew of it once someone mentioned it to me. We all know there's likely going to be an attempt for across the Spider-Verse to make Gwen and Miles to be a thing. I dislike that pairing so much, but I want to know what are y'all thoughts on the Miles Gwen ship? And what are also your thoughts on Miles' current relationship? I'm going to be vague because I believe you guys might cover it. So to that, uh, we pretty much spoke on the Miles and Gwen stuff throughout this episode. Um, <laughs> I am not familiar with what's currently going on with Miles's romance. I don't know if he's still dating that girl who's not the vulture. But it's kind of yeah, he's still dating the vulture's granddaughter, I think. <laughs> That's, oh, which actually is cool. It's fine. She's fine. She sucks. Uh, she's she whatever. Sucks. She's fine. She's fine. Oh. I, I think they're What's cute. her name? Starling or something? Starling. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Um, it's fine. <laughs> but then whatever. he writes, hot take of the week. James Gunn putting all the previous movie titles to bed is going to be another crisis on Infinite Earth situation in which their attempt to consolidate their properties into something cohesive is going to end up backfiring. Like, to me, what could you possibly build something towards? Final Crisis? Identity Crisis? A Doomsday Clock? <laughs> I just hope DC is still willing to let individual projects happen because doing the Elseworld approach is more liberating and it trusts the audience to know better. Many thanks for the podcast. Uh, Brian, I totally agree. I don't think they are going to be building up to something. Personally, I think the way that they should go is, like you mentioned, everything. Elseworlds. Everything is its own continuity. I don't want the Batman suddenly being the birth of a new DC universe. As cool as that would be, 
Uh, I like the Batman doing his own thing. Maybe crossover with Superman, I think it'd be interesting, but I do like his stuff on his own. Gotta gotta try the world's finest, you know? That's world's that's the thing. Finest. That's what's so cool. Oh, man. Maybe one day. Next time, baby. Ah! <laughs> uh, Next we... time, baby. <laughs> we then that was got real an, good. An email. That's pretty good. An email from our good brother Marcel Hines. Marcel. Marcel. I write, hello crew. Hope all is well. I heard your status in last week's mental health check, Jacob, and I can relate. I myself am also in a bit of a hole that I'm crawling out of. Life is a long winding road, I'd find. You're just walking and sometimes you fall in quicksand or trip on a rock, but you can't struggle. Sometimes you just need to let it take you as low as it can, then you crawl out and keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. We're glad you're still here. All of you. That's astute, Marcel. That is you. Thank a you, very astute observation or a very very like great way to word that i love yeah, that good yeah. analogy thank uh, you i'm gonna use that he writes uh that goes for eric and malcolm as well all us listeners are glad all three of you are still here with us things wouldn't be the same without any of you thank you hey so, thanks that. partner i appreciate honestly, you i hope you're we, well too we we hope you're well and we wouldn't be doing what we're doing without you guys uh, exactly genuinely so it, it really does that's part of the week lot. man that's part of the week I look for we. Uh, I I I don't know about you guys, but I look forward to this mailbag every time we do this every week. So yeah, so Same thank here. you, listeners. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. uh, he writes. That's enough of the soapbox for now. My question this week is a simple one. For the last few weeks of this year, I decided to pause my somewhat weekly ritual of reading one light novel per week so I could put a dent in the large pile of unread trades menacing my bookshelf. I started off with volumes three and four of Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino's Old Man Logan series from 2016. I remember the book coming out post-Secret Wars, and while I enjoyed the initial Old Man Logan story by Mark Millar, despite its many problems, I didn't really care for the book for the new book since I thought, and still do, that bringing him to the 616 was a dumb idea. Just seemed mm-hmm. like Marvel having their cake and eating it too with 616 Logan being quote-unquote dead, but then loopholing the old man in the universe instead of just letting Laura rock in the all-new Wolverine book, a book I'm not a Agreed! But that's a conversation for another day. Yeah. That's, that's an extra little hot take. That is a hot take. Yeah. Uh, oh, quick, quick. Uh, Jacob, you give us your hot take of the week. Malcolm, hot take of the week. Uh, hot take of the week. I think it's a really bad idea to put uh, Miles and Gwen together. I think it's a really bad idea. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, hot take of the week. I think that uh, Superior Spider Man should end up being the villain of Across the Spider Verse. Uh, you think, do, you, do you think that superior spider-man is actually inside of miguel and that's what's going on there i don't think that's he's inside of miguel because we see all, we see the antagonist spider-man we see superior spider-man i think he you, he could you think Oct doesn't have 3d think, chess going i think he could be manipulating Man, i think he, he could be manipulating miguel. yeah either that or or of his own fruition, you know. Uh, that would be so tight. O'Hara is actually it, with it. Would him. be dope as fuck. That would be really cool. Um, but anyway, uh, he writes. Uh, that being said, I actually ended up quite enjoying the issues that I read of Old Man Logan. The last Ronin story was very good, and the two-parter right after featuring the creature commandos and Dracula was a fun romp. That super one of my fun. Favorite things in all of Wolverine lore, Jubilee interactions. I say all that to ask, are there any comics that you initially had no interest in, but came back around to reading for one reason or another and ended up liking? Can't wait to hear your answers. If you have any, stay awesome and stay safe. Um, So first off, I really enjoyed that Old Man Logan run. 
I agree. Yeah. It was completely unnecessary. But I liked that the entire uh, goal of the series was him samurai jacking his way back to the wasteland. <laughs> he was trying to get back, back to the past, samurai jack. And <laughs> old man Logan, you mean? Yes, yes. Yeah. What did I say? Uh, um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that for what it was, but yeah, there are certain books that I didn't really like vibe with initially that I came back to later. Malcolm, did you have a book or Jacob, did you have a book? I'm trying to think actually. Um, I, there is a book. I'm trying to remember old, where one is. Old Man Logan was one of them for me, uh, for sure. For sure. Um, because I, I, again, same as you guys thought it was a stupid idea but that book is actually like really solid it is um if you haven't read it listener it's a great like little 50 issue run and then it fall is followed up by a really great 12 issues called great dead man logan, issue dead man is, logan i love it so much dead man logan is stellar like i so think that's good. a really excellent book um so that's uh i'll be honest um I'm I am a big uh I'm I don't know if it's come up on the show before. I'm a big Green Arrow fan. Green Arrow is yeah. one of my favorite DC characters. Uh and the new 52 ruined that character. Um like uh -huh, ruined yeah. ruined that character. Uh so I read the first grip of issues of that and was like, this is the worst. This is absolutely dreadful. <laughs> then came back in when Jeff Lemire took it over with Andreas Orantino. Um, oh, yeah, and that book was at least a little more interesting. Uh, really good. You know, I still I still didn't love it, um, but it's a, it's better. Uh, and then going back and rereading that, I was like, oh, you know, what? this is actually pretty like good. Like this this is actually pretty good. It's it's still not the green arrow that I like, but it's 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 pretty good. So it would probably be that. It's interesting you pick that because like. Uh... I I didn't like the Flash uh, in terms of like his comics. I didn't like much of the Flash comics that much, mainly because I was like, it's a guy who can run really fast. Big whoop. Who cares? Uh, like, what is his villains? <laughs> Big a guy, whoop. a gorilla with mind control, and like a guy who calls himself the Mirror Master. Come on, seriously, what are we doing here? And and then I got into the New Fifty Two, and that really actually spun everything around for me in terms Interesting. of the Flash. Yeah, the New Fifty Two kind of turned me around on Flash, and um, that was really cool. And, and it made me want to actually research like what happened before the New Fifty Two happened to like find out what you know with, with ISIS and stuff. Uh, um, yeah, uh, I I really I can't recommend enough of like the New Fifty Two with the uh, with Flash and. Um, Leading up to that was before. Was that leading up to Flashpoint, or was that after? Oh, after Flashpoint. Uh, yeah, okay, it was right after. Flashpoint. Okay, yeah. so yeah, I, because of that, I went back and followed up to find out what Flashpoint was. Basically, yeah. that that, yeah. that, uh, that Manipal Bucalato run at so the beginning good. there so yeah. is really fucking awesome. It's Mob really rule and all that good. shit is really awesome the, the 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 art oh man the artwork in it it was just all stellar the way oh yeah on the 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 speed force off of the flash is uh, and the sparks and everything is so good oh my god the so speed good. thinking thing was so awesome yes like, uh, that, that was so that was cool. a great trick that they you could only pull once and yeah. they nailed it with that story it's yeah. really totally agree that's a good read 
It, it is. is a good read. I might have to get good. that. I, I don't know where that is. I, I was just trying to, <laughs> I was looking around on my bookshelf going like, where the fuck is that flash of stuff that I have? <laughs> uh, so my book that, because he asked, are there any comics that you initially had no interest in, but came back around to reading for one reason or another and ended up liking? Ultimate Spider-Man. I knew it was going to be Ultimate yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. Ultimate Hell Spider-Man. yeah. If yeah. you go back to the first week of this year we did mm-hmm. volume one of ultimate spider-man and i did not like it eric thought it was anus dude I, yeah, <laughs> you could go back Almost i was mad ago, yeah. hating on it yeah. i was mad hating on it yeah. he was like what is this bullshit yeah. like, i still stand by my thoughts there i still stand i think you should reread that first volume I think you should reread I, that first one. I probably yeah. will, but I still stand by the criticisms I had for it. However, what this whole run has done for me over the course of a year, we started the first week of this year, and here we are in the last week of this year, still going strong. We still got three Still not done, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've loved this series. I really genuinely have. And um, yeah, it's... It's something that I am now able to really comfortably say that I wholeheartedly love. So, bro, it's my favorite comic of all time, man. It's I'm it's so amazing. I'm so glad that you you came around like immediately, and that really warmed my heart. I mean, yeah, yeah. But the, the, all you needed was the Enforcers and Electro. And all you I needed was it. my boys. <laughs> <laughs> you were in on it, bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Marcel also writes a PS. If you are still looking for candidates to write for your Ultimate Universe reboot, I'd like to volunteer as tribute for Ultimate Runaways. I've been working on a pitch for a little while now, and while there was technically a Runaways in the Ultimate Universe already in the form of Karen Grant's X-Team, I think there's an avenue to explore with a more traditional depiction of the group. Marcel, I'm going to give you some homework. You bring us back a pitch in the new year. Yeah, you send yes. us that pitch. I want to fucking read it. You yes. send us that pitch. Same. You send us that. I want to put that in my it. hands. Okay. Yeah. I need it in my eyes. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're now gonna pop over to uh, the real deal, Brian. Real. Whoa, Brian! that's the real deal. He's the real deal. Uh, who writes, dear enforcers? <laughs> which warned my fucking guys heart. we've done it we've done we've it done no it. close it up close it's it up it's over we don't this is it. actually this is it this is the last episode of it. the book club this forever all done that's all i ever needed we did it <laughs> we <laughs> got to it we made it we're there <laughs> uh brian writes absolutely been loving this journey through the ultimate universe with y'all for the first time i've always liked miles but actually reading his story myself i think it's safe to say he may just be my favorite spider person after how his hey. cataclysm run ended, I really think we needed more in the 1610 in that last run. At least 24 issues or more, but alas. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. My question Agreed. for everyone this week is if you could assemble a team of fictional characters across any medium, who would you like to see team up and why? Personally, my choices would be 616 Thor, Earth Zero slash Prime Earth slash whatever the main DC Earth is Wonder Woman, Klaus from the Boom series, and Kratos from his Norse era. I would call it the God Squad and would love to see their interactions, mainly that of Kratos dealing with the children of gods he's killed, and with Klaus for the similarities they share in mortals becoming deities. There would, of course, be some cool antagonistic force that only the four of them could defeat, but I want to keep it kind of brief. Any pitches? 
I'm gonna let you I'm know building my list right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm building my list right now. I'm, yeah. I'm we, thinking we're we're thinking. rolling through this. So this is this is how I would probably Yeah, this is how I would do it. You would have Owen Johnson from Firepower. Nice. You would Very have nice. um Shang-Chi. You would have Laura Kinney, and you would have Cassandra Kane. The four of them coming together in a tournament under the, you know, tournament under the heavens, strongest fighter, and they have to work their way through the tournament to face Goku. And that would be my big crossover. Whoa, shit bringing them all together to decide who truly is the greatest <laughs> fighter in fiction. Oh, man. So that would be mine. <sighs> okay. 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 So what did I say? Okay. All right. So I would get Renee Montoya as the, as the question Ooh. team up with machine man from Marvel. Ooh. And the two nice. of them work together on a kind of Carmen Sandiego-esque um, globe trotting around the world, stopping an evil organization that leads up to um, pretty much a man uh, who is distorted voice and is hiding behind a chair with metal clamps and stroking a cat oh, God. and watching all this on monitors ah. and everything like that, that I would totally have them versus dr claw um, oh, shit. And, some, so shit. and them taking down an evil organization called mad and everything like that it would be very neat to see like something shit. like it that's awesome that would be so cool no inspector gadget by the way no inspector gadget just Ooh. just just them, just the two of them versus yeah that'd yeah, be dope as fuck <laughs> malcolm okay i just got it <laughs> so uh dick grayson as wow. robin oh right before he quits so it's like the last year before he quits being robin still wearing the hot pants still wearing yes. the hot pants older teen robin uh jason scott Ooh. from the power rangers comic yes <gasps> bitch specifically specifically wait you you read necessary evil, right? Of course. I'm not misremembering that. Okay, specifically Omega Ranger Jason Scott. Yes. Um, <laughs> I didn't oh, want to spoil that because I was like, I'm pretty certain I you love did read the that. Omega part. Ranger so much. Uh, Omega Forever, baby. Omega, Omega, Omega Forever. Forever. Uh, Laura Kinney as Wolverine, just Ooh. starting as Wolverine, and Ray from the Last Jedi. Oh, oh, uh, I call this the leader squad because these are the people who are primed to be leaders right before they really come into their own as being the best leaders they possibly can be. Interesting. So, so ah. it's just the four of them just kind of jamming about leadership and being just fucking awesome together. I love that. That's good shit. Hell yeah. I love all those cats, man. That's cool. 
So Jason, Jason was the first person I thought of. Jason's so fucking cool. I would just <laughs> love so- to. I, I, I feel so vindicated you. that Jason was my favorite Power Ranger as a kid. Same, and Jason bro. is the Same. fucking coolest now. Yeah. He's so goddamn God, awesome. He's so cool. Like, he's I would so specifically cool. love just to see Omega Ranger uh, Jason teaming up with fucking World's Finest Dick Grayson. Robin. Dick Grayson? Ooh, That's what I'm talking draw, about, dude. Drawn by Dan Mora, the two of them fucking. Fuck yeah. Uh, y'all, listeners, if you haven't already. Pick up Mighty Morphin Power Rangers slash Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, number one, which came out this week, and fucking rules. Uh, you know I, what I, when I just picked up, since you guys are mentioning Power Rangers, I just picked up Power Rangers versus Godzilla. That was like, nice. I had to get ah, uh, I wanted to know really badly how that's going to work out. Yeah. And it, uh, it's. It's more of a team up, and I love it. It's it's more of a team up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Brian also has a hot take of the week. Ooh. Brian, what's your hot take? Brian writes, my hot take of the week is that in the future of Marvel, the only person suitable to carry on being Captain America after Sam and Steve is none other than Miles Morales. I think he carries with him the mm. heart and soul of what heroes at Marvel should be, depending on who's writing him and what universe he's in. But he always tries to do the right thing and learns from his mistakes in a way that I think Peter lacks. He has a unique view of the world, and I think it's that view that sets him down a path to pick up the shield someday and continue the fight. Best wishes and happy holidays to you all. Be safe and read some good comics. Brian. That's a pretty hot take. I think that is a hot take for that's sure. Really, that's really close to the other book I was going to get, which is what if Miles Morales was uh, some at various of that different. Ever- what if Miles Morales is yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Some of that. What if Miles Morales is really bad. I can understand that. There was a oh, Captain America boy. one in that that made me interested. That's why. There is a Captain America one in that. That might be somehow the best of them. It's probably the best of that group, yeah. Of that group. And that okay. says something. <laughs> uh, we're going to move next to uh, the second email from Bry, who wrote Bry. it. Uh, he writes, so what more can I say about Civil War II than it being a beautiful book with poorly realized premise and execution? The three good things that came out of Immortal Hulk, Champions, and maybe the Ultimates. I don't know if Ultimates came out after CV2 since it's been some time since I read the book, but it's a good book. CV, CV or Civil War. Civil War II is still the greatest example I have seen from modern comic event storytelling that single-handedly ruined a character like Carol Danvers that really affected her perception of people. Now uh-huh. to the matter at hand. I do think the whole Minority Report angle would have worked if you just change one single thing. Have a different character play off against Carol instead of Tony. I would have yep. chosen either Jessica Drew or She-Hulk because I believe uh-huh. those two would much more would have much better chemistry and differing perspectives that could clash with this version of Carol. If you were to change anything about civil war two, what would it be? And, and how Malcolm Malcolm's got a shit eating grin. So I'm going to go to him first. Uh, Yeah. I've thought about this for a long time. Hey, you know who you position against Carol instead of Tony T'Challa. Ooh, fuck. Wow. That would be interesting. That would have been, yeah that changes everything that really and for does. the better and for the better i think really especially really because does. the back half of civil war 2 becomes about miles yeah. you really need to have a black character in power be the one to be positioned against yeah uh, yeah, uh, yeah. To have that voice had... and 
it brings a political aspect to it as well as far as he's profiling it's it's profiling he's a king of a nation of black people (laughs) (laughs) i mean no, it has to be. It honestly, has to be either. I mean, I think Luke Cage would have been interesting. Luke Cage would have worked as Luke. Absolutely, Luke, Luke Cage would have. Luke isn't that. big at that time. Yeah. True. Um, also, He's got his you could have done Sam. Time. True. Why not just do Sam? Sam? Oh yeah, yeah Sam. Captain versus Captain. Mm-hmm. Captain versus Captain. So if it's not Sam, it should be T'Challa. But I think T'Challa would be an extra little interesting element of it yeah. all. Yeah. Um, especially like since the- that's the character that they're trying to raise up at that time. Right true make it t'challa and i like that that would have been your big marvel event is headed by a woman and a person of color yes like that would have been who are both on the same team and would fucking ruin that team and that would be interesting (laughs) (laughs) they're both already on the same side as opposed to tony and carol (laughs) who have always had a thing against each other like it it's a way more interesting story um jacob what would you change uh you know i was thinking that it's funny that i kind of thought of the same thing but uh i thought of like uh storm being replacement for tony uh Ooh. in terms of, of that that would have been interesting too that's so interesting think, especially with the whole mutants yeah where mutants are at that point that would have been really interesting what would have been nice in this civil war is like the more x-men uh input into this is what i thought would yeah, be kind of neat in, in a different spin and also you know the same thing like profiling and everything like that definitely relates to everything that the x-men are doing you know yeah true that's yeah. that's a really good take yeah, yeah i thought that'd be, be cool. kind of cool uh, also like how powerful you know storm can get versus like captain marvel like how how epic would that fight between the two of them would be basically oh earth destroying yeah yeah easily Aurora, I forgive you. Uh, <laughs> uh, Aurora does not need to be forgiven for a goddamn thing. She's she needs to be forgiven for not stepping on me. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so, for hey, me, uh, we made it. Battle of the Belt. There it is. There it is. <laughs> no, we've been there a couple of times. That's true. Um, for me, I think the event should have directly led into Secret Empire. Yes. Oh, yes. Idea of this could have been the moment where he gets outed. It should have been the moment where he gets outed. Yes. It leads directly into. Can you imagine just fucking? They're having this whole thing on the steps of Washington. This whole and then that's when fucking Heiser's just in the aftermath. Fucking Hydra just moves in immediately. Wow. And then you have Secret Empire be like, uh, like Dark Reign, where you have a year of that of that status quo that's way better if not that i wish like a couple characters had found out at that point and miles actually find out at the last second like no one believes him but no one believes him of the vision and of exactly yeah and then he becomes a big fucking player there that would be interesting would have been really cool um he also writes uh to follow up on his hot take from the previous email, I don't blame James for anything. He's most likely the mouthpiece for the executives to decide to form a cinematic universe. I'm always going to be excited for James Gunn to take a hold of the sandbox he now has access to because I trust more in his vision and sensibilities to make my favorite universe to work than anyone. I'm just sad because I really want to see Henry Cavill get a second shot or have another Wonder Woman film just to wrap her story or most likely the end of Shazam. But you live and move on. Thanks for reading this. Uh, yeah. Hey, here's hoping that Henry Cavill is free to be Hyperion now. That'd be tight, bro. Ooh, 
he needs to be Hyperion. It would make the fun. most sense. Or Either Hyperion or the Sentry. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to see him as a Sentry. I would be down for him as Captain Britain. Oh my god! Oh my god! I can you imagine Ryan Braddock? That'd be so uh, dope. That'd be awesome. I would want that. I need that. That'd be awesome. Oh my god! And you bring so in cool. fucking Vanessa Kirby as Luna Saturnine, and you just <laughs> like shut your mouth oh my god that's such a good idea you just bring them in and you just like have them that's basically who she is in fallout holy shit oh my god wow slash also emma frost because i mean Vanessa Kirby would be an incredible emma she would be she would be an incredible uh emma frost because she can also get it yeah you can also step on me anytime Mm. (laughs) oh yeah Oh yeah. Um so yeah. I've watched Tom's show. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh we also have an email from Good Brother Adam Stringfellow. Adam Adam writes in, Hey team, real quick, how are the three of y'all doing? I know that the holidays can be a very stressful and lonely time, so I just want to check in with you three to see how y'all are holding up, and here's hoping you three have a wonderful and safe holiday this year. Uh quick mental health check in. Uh Jacob uh i leading up to the holidays was real rough it was it was a lot of work and a lot of like preparation and then it happened and then i got sick afterwards so i'm okay now um i'm better now good oh man new year let's hope it's new year hope, new year hope a new year malcolm i'm cool <laughs> i i ain't got nothing i ain't got nothing horrible going on right now for <laughs> the first time in a while i'm good Nice. New job will give you new perspective, man. I'm feeling new good. home. You're also yeah. in a new house. New home, new house, new job. Same uh, old bullshit. Uh huh. Uh huh. Listen, Nina Simone put it best, man. I'm feeling good. <laughs> uh, as for me, uh, holiday is always kind of a stressful time, um, but I got to see these two knuckleheads uh, over the uh, over this past week. Of yeah. So. Yeah. It's very nice, and um, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Holidays are always tough, but um, I'm excited for the new year. I'm excited to see what it brings. Uh, he writes, "Thank you for the positive, and thank you for checking in with us." Yeah, hope you're well, man. Yeah. I I follow Adam on Instagram. Uh, yeah. Adam, your family, beautiful family, man. Totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, he writes, thank you for the positive feedback on my ultimate daredevil pitch. It's been an idea I've had brewing for a while now, and I thought it would be cool to explore a bit more. In this email, I wanted to give more information on this pitch and I would, how, would I, how I would envision the story going. That being said, here goes. We're getting to part two. Uh, he writes, after only a few weeks patrolling Hell's Kitchen as the new daredevil, Hobie Brown relies more on technology to help him in taking on the streets. For example, while not having Matt Murdock's superhuman radar abilities, he developed a sightless helmet that he can see through that allows for him to have a complete 360-degree view of his surroundings. And in terms of a suit, he starts out with the classic yellow and red, but then later moves to a suit that resembles the all-black and red suit resembling the Marvel Now look. But Hell tech- yeah. Great look, great look. Great look. But Tech isn't going to get him far. Electra eventually runs into Hobie, and after some convincing on Hobie's end, he convinces Electra to set up shop with him in Hell's Kitchen and trains him both on and off the field. Even becoming Daredevil herself is a way to honor the man that she loved and changed her life for the better. The big bad of this series, though, will be the Rose. 
The Rose is quickly becoming the new kingpin of New York, making targets on every hero alike from the Ultimates, this new Spider-Man, but most importantly, this new Daredevil that hits the streets. The Rose is a master strategist, a cunning manipulator, and a world-class martial artist and marksman. Not only that, but he has the entire ninja clan of the hand at his beck and call, as well as his two best assassins making his ordered hits. The debuts of Ultimate Bullseye and Ultimate Ikari. Fuck yeah. Fucking love Ikari. You're speaking my language. I love Ikari. God, great character. Uh, But not all is doom and gloom for Hobie. On the plus side, he's been exonerated for his falsely accused crimes from up-and-coming young assistant DA Richard Mariana. Richard has become such an ally and friend of Hobie that they soon begin dating and falling in love. I want this relationship to seem real, authentic, genuine, and sweet between two gay men that's so rarely seen in media, especially comics. Uh-huh. I want their uh-huh. dynamic to be reminiscent of Peter and Kitty's relationship from earlier on in the Ultimate Universe, until we learn in the second or third arc that Rose is actually revealed to be Richard Mariana. Oh, Hell yeah! yeah. Hell yeah! Not Hell yeah! That, but Mariana is his mother's maiden is his mother's maiden name. His birth name is Richard Fisk, the long-forgotten yes. son yeah. of Wilson and Vanessa Fisk. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! So Hell yeah! Hell yeah! And unbeknownst to both Hobie and Richard, they are each each other's arch nemesis, and both will stop at nothing to see the other ruined and dead. Little do either one realize that they are much closer to a devastating truth than either one realizes. So yeah, that's a more in-depth explanation of my ultimate Daredevil pitch. I would really like to make this a series this series as interesting, bombastic, and edge of your seat gripping as possible. Let me know what y'all think. Sorry this email came late. I was traveling home all day to see family and to find a gift for my boyfriend. Shout out to my baby boy Michael. Shout out to Michael. Hey Michael. Hey Michael. Baby boy. You you got a you got a good one here. You got a good you got a keeper. Michael, got a keeper. You're a lucky dude, man. Yes. Lucky Hold on to Adam. Keep Hold on to Adam. Hell yeah. yeah. He's a good uh, dude. Take care, fam. Happy holidays, and I'll catch y'all on the flip side. All the best and much more, and to all a good night, Adam. Um, Adam, th- this pitch continues to fucking rule. It's it's fuck. Great. I want this so bad. Bro. It's very much like anti Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask, and I Ooh, kind of yes. love that. Yes. I don't know why yeah, that's, that's the first thing that came to me. Mm-hmm. But no, I like maybe it. it's the rose. I, yes, um, it's the rose. The rose. It's totally the rose. Mask, the rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, yeah, I am. I'm super into this idea of you know enemies that are also lovers. Really, really yeah. cool shit. Yeah. And we round things off with Jacob Goodhart, good brother Jacob Goodhart. Hey. Goodhart final mailbag of the year he writes dear geek swing podcast happy new year all i want to start by saying malcolm i'm sorry you had to read this (laughs) thank you Spider-Gwen is a neat idea that I think it's really cool to explore, but the second she leaves her universe for 616, it ends up damaging her character. For one, we already have a spider character who's tied to the multiverse, and it's Miles. And secondly, Gwen being in 616 somewhat makes that version of Gwen mean even less, and Spider-Gwen is an insanely more interesting character than the original version. Jacob! Jacob, I do not need to fight with you over the holiday season. So I will just simply Whoa. say, I'm just simply going to say it's a hot take. That's what I'm going to say. He writes, fun fact, she hated Spider-Man so much that she supported the 616 version of Sam Bullet, a.k.a. the DA from Ultimate Universe, who was in Kingpin's pocket in Cats and Kings. And who in this Earth 616 was, 
well, he was a racist, and that's kind of the last story she has for her. She dies. You, d- Jacob, you don't need to bring that up. Okay. <laughs> it was. Oh, the, I forgot about that. It was yeah. the 60s, and people had lots of thoughts and feelings. We don't need to get into that. Either way. It's rough, though. Gwen Stacy's a gem and a treasure. Uh, in better news, after a week of reading through it, I finished the entire Batman No Man's Land saga. And you guys were right. The story is dope as hell. Yeah, Ooh, It rules, man. It's fucking, so it, good. It might be the best Batman event of all time. It's just Batman two words. from New York. Two words. Sarah Essen. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I will see your two words and raise your two words. Cassandra Kane. Cassandra Kane, which he also <laughs> writes, he says Cassandra Kane is the coolest, and she should take over being Batman after Bruce retires. Fight me on this. We will not be. Yeah, fighting no, I'm not going to fight you. We will be fighting with you. Yeah, uh, as we've said a couple times on the podcast, she deserves to have a run with the role. Uh, I really hope that the next Batman movie takes pl- takes some things from this. But to be honest, I think a series would fit this storyline much better, considering the scope. After finishing No Man's Land, I picked up two, al- two albeit different runs. Gotham Central by Greg Rucka and Ed Brubaker. Hell and yeah. the entire Batman Rebirth run by Tom King. A run that I could honestly see you guys covering yeah. on the book club. As it's sort of its own thing and doesn't totally tie into the larger DC universe. That would be interesting. I would be That would be interesting, interested. wouldn't it? Yeah. It would be very interesting to cover Batman on, on the book club. Boy, I'll get really grouchy for 25 issues of that. (laughs) (laughs) Issues 51 through 74. I'll be a real son of a bitch about it. I'll tell you that much. If you would like us to cover uh, Tom King's Batman and like, uh, and if you would like to hear Malcolm just degenerate into a grumpy old man, let us know. Uh, We got one vote from uh, from good Jacob here. That runs off. It's so interesting. It's great. It's, it's so, so anyway, interesting. Uh, he writes, my question this week is kind of interesting. When I played the 2018 Spider-Man game for the first time, I know it was universally loved by most everyone. However, one complaint stuck out to me and always stuck out to me. This person was a big fan. This person was a big fan of Into the Spider-Verse and found the entire plot of the game. Or I think he was talking. He's talking about somebody who complained about it. Yeah. Okay. Some guy was a big fan of Into the Spider-Verse and found the entire plot of the game to be dumb since they didn't care about the stakes, comparing it to when Miles has to save the multiverse. They didn't even react when Aunt May dies at the end. What a fucking goon. What a goon. Um, This led me to questioning, when are stakes too big? For example, you look at the first Star Wars movie and the Death Star. There's reason to believe that the heroes could fail because despite how destructive the Death Star is, it's not utterly hopeless if it's still around at the end. Flash forward to Rise of Skywalker when they mount a Death Star laser on a billion spaceships. Then it becomes impossible for the heroes to fail because if they lose, then it's just over. Everyone dies. So there's no stakes because narratively speaking, they can't fail. Yep. The question becomes, when do you guys think the stakes in a story become too big? And how do you avoid that? Happy New Year. Can't wait to see what's next in 2023, Jacob Goodhart. That is a fucking wonderful question. That's a great question. Yeah. Great, great question. Um, I genuinely, and, and we've talked about this before, that we tend to really enjoy a lot of comics, especially Spider-Man comics, when they are more street level. Mm-hmm. And for me, yeah. like the stakes in a story should always be personal. They should always affect you know, someone personally. There are, yes. I think, exceptions. I think Time Runs Out is a great 
uh, exception to the rule where it's literally the time runs out as a yes that is a great because it that is the only time i think it's actually felt like it is the actual end of everything but on that same hand now that i'm now that i'm saying that it is still genuinely you know framed around especially with hickman's run yeah tony and steve tony and steve is still on a personal level so hickman's very good level. about doing that it's on the macro but it's also on the micro yeah. he's very good at doing that thing his entire fantastic four run ultimately is just about how reed loves his dad wow. <laughs> and I mean, if, if, if we want to talk about like during his uh during his x-men run ten of swords is literally just to set up scott and gene coming to rescue their child and yep. bringing the entire might of Krakoa with them. Yep, that's they it. Want to save their son, like, which yeah. I fucking love because the Summers family rules. Because the Summers family is the best family in comics. Yes, bitch. Um, so, <laughs> to your question, I think it's when the stakes lose the personal, uh, the personal stakes in the story. When a story is just like, the world is going to end, it doesn't really matter how it affects people, it's just the world is going to end. Like you mentioned with The uh, the Rise of Skywalker, which is a movie I'm assuming is like a fan film, because they never followed yeah, up last year. I don't, because <laughs> Last Jedi is the last one. But the idea of a billion starships having Death Star lasers is dumb, and I'm glad they didn't make that movie. Uh I yeah, that'd I think be stupid. It, it genuinely is like when you take the personal, you know, the personal stakes out of it is when the story loses all meaning. Cause then you're just going for narrative beats. You're not going for character beats. And I've always been a character first kind of guy when it comes to my fiction. Um, and I mean when when the stakes outweigh the personal is when the stakes become too big. And I think you avoid that. And as we mentioned, Hickman was managed to avoid that by keeping the personal dynamics and the interpersonal relationships at the forefront of those stakes. It's not, you know, the end of all things doesn't really, you know, hit until you realize the end of all things means we're never going to, you know, Tony and Steve are going to die hating each other. That, yeah. the, that the Fantastic Four are lost that Reed loses yeah. his family in the midst yeah. of the final incursion. Like it's those personal things. Like we, you know, we didn't talk about it and we, you know, we haven't mentioned it before, but with the whole uh, time runs out and ultimate universe and everything, uh, the ultimate universe wasn't the only world that died. The 616 no. died as well. And so you get a lot of, a lot of like final days of for characters and one of the mm -hmm. best best books in that period is Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Because those last entire, couple issues are really those good. Entire last issues are just about Kamala making peace with her family yeah. and with her supporting cast as yeah. the world ends. Yeah. And it's like, you don't, you don't lose sight of those relationships because the world is ending. The world is ending because these relationships are ending with it. Mm -hmm. it's so eloquently that, put yeah so that's that's my that's my take on that if you guys do you guys have anything to add on to that no absolute agreement yeah i i love when a story feels very big but also is on a very personal level 
Uh, I mean, you look at a hell. You look at Shattered Grid, which again is the same thing. Yep. You know, 100%. universe is ending. You know, putting together multiverse teams, but at the core of it, it's all about Tommy died, and his friends are sad about it, and they want to do something about the fact that he died. Yep. You know, like it's it's. I love when you can do both of those things, and there's a few writers out there that I think can do it really well. There's mm-hmm. not a ton. But I think there's some that do it really well. This is why, you know, they do it real well. They do it real well. I think this is why Bendis really excels at doing like event tie-ins. Yeah. Compared to events. Because, I mean, you even look at his Civil War tie-ins. His Civil War 2 tie-ins are great compared to his Civil War 2 book. Yes. Like 100%. (laughs) And we, you know, we had trouble with that volume. But, I mean, it's still far better than civil comparatively War yeah like you know and it's the same thing with i would say it's the same thing with cataclysm yep. i would say it's definitely the same thing with uh ultimatum you know like he he's very good at doing that because he's very good at scaling down this thing to a personal level yeah so i, I agree some writers are very good at both some writers are good at one or the other and i do um, think that's that was one of the big strengths of the ultimate universe is that yeah. whenever there were these huge events that happen the tie-ins were always very personal stories yeah even when they're bad they're very personal and very interesting Mm -hmm. and they're all on the ground like yeah that's that's one of the reasons i love cataclysm so much because it's this huge gigantic world ending thing and all the time are just like holy boots on the ground what's going on with the people yeah yeah so but that's that is that is our takes on that uh and thank you again to everyone who wrote in for our final uh book club mailbag of 2022 if you thanks want- for coming along for the ride everybody it's been yeah. a ride it really it's has huge, yeah <laughs> and if you would like to be part of the first ever book club mailbag of 2023 make sure you send your oh. emails to geeksplained at gmail.com put ultimate mailbag in the subject header and we will read it here on the friday book club show mm, i might have to send in a question Ooh. you might you might we'll be forced to answer oh it oh uh, boy so that Good. wraps up this week next week for the first geeksplained book club of 2023 and the countdown we've got three weeks left of ultimate spider-man next time runs out not not, (laughs) not like that not like that um we are going to be tackling volume three of spider-man miles morales issues 16 through 19 the collection if you're doing this in trades we'll say 15 through 19 it's gonna we're gonna be covering 16 through 19 because we cover 15 here um and the synopsis goes like this After his fateful encounter with Spider-Gwen, Miles' life is turned upside down, but he's not the only one. Now, Miles' mother, Rio Morales, finds herself faced with a very different world that she doesn't know and can't even begin to understand. How will she cope? Who can she turn to? What will she do next? So that's very interesting, and I love the idea of putting Rio at the center of things. Is it really just 16 through 19? That's so weird. Through, it's just 16 through 19. It's, I mean, Jesus, again. So that last volume is huge. Yeah, the last yeah. volume is a big one. So, Good God. <laughs> yeah. So we, we, we're going to have a lot of ground to cover with uh, Holy with shit. Four. Cool. But uh, yeah, so next week, like we said, issues 16 through 19, volume three. Next week, be there or be square, not a circle, but. For now, for the Geek Explained Book Club, 
And for 2022, I have been Eric Azana. I've been your captain, Malcolm Russell Nelson. Uh, I've been your Stuart Bozeman, Jacob Brown. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for making 2022 a huge year for the book club. It has been an absolute blast, and we can't wait to share 2023 with you as well. And we will see you next year. Not to give away anything, y'all, but the plans for next year are hot, hot, hot. They're hot. Back where the others lie